Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. All right, we promised it. Here we are with part two of our uh, porn extravaganza. Yep. We were lucky enough uh, last week to listen to uh, Aaron Smallhands speak very openly about his career in porn and luckily this week we have his uh charming and beautiful wife uh joanna angel who meryl is a pornographic and mainstream she's crossed over to the mainstream actress director and writer of adult films she's best known for starting the company burning angel in 2002 which then really helped spark the entire what they call alt porn scene and now she sold that company and she is someone that has over 60 million views on Pornhub yeah and she was just um it was just such a bonus that we're able to like talk to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a really cool kind of like take no shit from anyone type of like New York attitude. Oh, she is and East Coast all the yeah, way. Yeah, she's East Coast all the way. So, yeah. so I, I'm excited for this episode. <laughs> Here we go into the sleeping bag with Joanna Anna Angel. Angel. <laughs> okay, cool. Hey, hi. Great setup. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah we... You did it fast. <laughs> I think you guys should have one here permanently. You, yeah. You guys. I think yeah, we, we, we've thought about it, you know. seems like you'd have a huge following. Yeah. I mean, people want to hear your voice outside of the other things that you do, yeah. you know. And you have a voice. You know, something I just learned is that you are an author as well. I am, yeah. That's people amazing. People forget that I'm an author because they focus on like the anal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it just kind of, they forget about it. You've, it's you've coming out of every yeah, end. <laughs> All your talent is like yeah. Yeah. spewing no, out I, of you. Yeah, I, I am an author. Um, I, in, I wrote a novel that came out about two years ago. It's called Night Shift. It's a fiction. It's not a biography. Um, but in addition to that, I've, I've been a, um, a contributor to a lot of different like collaborations. Um, there, there's been like a whole bunch of different, but yeah, like uh, Best of Women's Erotica Volume 5 is my most recent one. But even before that, I've been, um, I've been a contributor to a lot of, like I've written a chapter in a lot of different books over the years. That's amazing. And obviously also for the past, uh, I don't know, close to 20 years, I've, I have been writing um, porno scripts. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which actually, true. people laugh when I say that, but I'm like... Like no, that they're actually a lot of work, <laughs> and um, yeah. So it's 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 not like, and it is what I went to school for once upon a time. Porn script really? writing? No, <laughs> <laughs> I did major. I mean, I, I it was writing. You know, I mean, I majored in English with a concentration in creative writing. Once upon a time, so was that back in years New York? Ago. I went to Rutgers University. Oh, okay, oh, nice. in cool. New Jersey. Yep, uh, like seven thousand years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> when you're <laughs> when you're writing a script for porn, mm-hmm. what is that process? For for you oh it's it's, uh it's difficult i mean it it really first of all it depends on the script and i've written every every kind of script under the sun for porn i mean sometimes it's just like a a three-pager you know um sometimes it's just like 
setting up a scenario that happens in, in one room and those are pretty quick things yeah. um, that you kind of just are usually based on a theme. Like, okay, this is a whatever. This is a stepsister movie. So I'm going to think about <laughs> a stepsister <laughs> theme, it, you know, but, but whatever, but those are, are um, y- you just kind of think of a theme and you think of why, why these two people got there and yeah, where it's going to wind up. And I don't know. Makes sense of it. it all. And yeah, yeah, I know. And, it and it's harder than you would think yeah. because you know, when you care about it, you don't want it to be terrible. It was really always my goal ever since I first started in this industry and I first started um, making movies, it was always my goal to have a plot that people wouldn't fast forward through. Uh-huh. That was always my goal. So I get very offended when people tell me they fast forwarded. People tell <laughs> you that they fast forwarded through your movies? No, it's it's actually, I don't get offended by a lot. I have very thick skin. I really don't care when anybody insults me on the internet. But if I post a clip and... Um, from like a movie that's like part of the plot and someone's like oh why are you trying to act in porn oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm like now i'm gonna get e- i'm gonna go to your job yeah <laughs> i'm gonna tell you how bad you are at or it are you boxing and i'm not joking i'm gonna find out where you work and i'm gonna <laughs> tell you how bad you are at that it. would and be a tv show i would gonna, watch yeah. in a heartbeat <laughs> you just fly into like every like postal annex <laughs> <and just> embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> so okay so we had your yeah. husband on not too long ago and yeah. he told the story of the perspective mm. of how you guys met from his end. I want to hear <laughs> from your end. And just like, you know, at this point, you were already a celebrity and already yeah. in the industry when you it's met nice him. You, me you I definitely yeah. are. And so <laughs> then you guys met. But w- take us back to like how you got started and then kind of the, how you guys joined up. Um, okay. So um, let's see where it started. Um, the very first day of yeah. your porn career. Take us there. No. Well, that's that's uh, there was many years before I met him. And then. <laughs> That it, that, yeah, that, how that many years started. were you in uh, the industry before you met him? Oh, Do you remember? Oh, God. Okay, I guess I technically entered the industry in 2002. Wow. wow. It's 2020 now, so you've been yeah. in for 18 years. Yeah. I was inspired by 9-11, too, so that's awesome. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Like, um, I don't know. God, I, I felt like I met him, like, halfway or something. Mm, so I okay. think I was in for 10 years already at that point. Okay. It's a, so it was a strange place to be because I was in another very long relationship before him with another person in the industry. Um, so I found my, it was a very weird place to be being like, oh my God, I'm 30 years old. I've been in porn for like 10 years. And at that point, it's weird to be 30 and be single for the first time in almost 10 years or yeah. whatever. In general. Yes. But you put porn in that and on top of that you know um it was, it was a very strange time in my life you know and i was um you know i went on dates with a couple you know a handful of different guys and dated different guys and i don't know it's, it's a weird place to be i could just you imagine know? yeah because like people just th- throw out the window that you're like a normal person when mm. you're a porn star and just you, and you go on a date with them yeah and they and like all they you know they just like I found myself like talking to guys, and in the first like minute, they're like sending me pictures of their dick. Yeah. Really? I think like I w- like I want to. S- like I get right. dick You're all like the you time. Little fashion girl. Yeah. If you really want me to critique it, I will. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's another movie yeah, like, all these yeah ideas. like you know like they forget that porn starts like things like you know movies and dinner and <laughs> conversations yeah and, and well, th- you I know think, yeah i think like, that that it, is that must suck for uh performers yeah. in the industry is uh, being like not treated just as like i am a regular person with regular feelings and uh, and, and and um hobbies yeah, and likes yeah. and dislikes yeah. you know and um yeah and then and then you know like Dating within the industry is, is another complication yeah. within itself, you know, because I was going through a pretty big like breakup within another person in the industry, and I was like, I have to like, I have to get away from here, you know. <laughs> but you started, but just like you know, uh, I don't know. Anyway, had you already started your business at that point? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. My business start. I, st- if you don't know my history, I mean, I started in porn with my business. Um, so my my. Uh, history in the industry is a little bit different than other people's because yeah i i started with my own website you were in control in, in that i guess way. so yeah wow. <laughs> and was that the new, like was that in new york it was in new jersey uh, in new jersey, new, okay. yeah, new jersey and then and then in new york yeah when okay. i was in college is when i started my wow I mean, my new, my new york friends are freaking out that i'm even talking yeah. to you you're, I mean, you're, you're huge out here of course <laughs> and everywhere but yeah we new were york. a real new york thing you know yeah. it, was, it was very sad kind of felt like a sellout when i left new york and came to la <laughs> 
had to happen eventually. But okay, I mean, there's many things to talk about here, but we'll talk about when I first met my husband. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, um, at, I mean, at first, um, I, I really just, I had asked a friend of mine um, who was in the industry and he was from San Diego. Um, and I, at first I was literally just looking for a new person to make like a t-shirts and stuff for conventions because we had been working with a certain company that um just i don't know wasn't wasn't doing it anymore and so um he hooked me up with aaron's company um uh, just as a as a you know like oh you need t-shirts they make t-shirts yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. Keeps. so for that was really our relationship you know for i don't know several months i would just email when i needed new shirts and they would email back and sometimes i would like make funny little messages uh-huh. and <laughs> this and that you know so that was it it was just strictly i guess business um and then um at some point um i don't know i was, I was getting frustrated because uh, i just like i said before all the dates i was going yeah. on were, really kind of crazy and you know i was in all these bizarro quick little relationships and ultimately at the end of the day i really do like love you know um i'm like a romantic really i really am and i I enjoy sharing my life with someone and i don't know i was just feeling frustrated and i I vented to my friend who did introduce us as just a a t-shirt supplier (laughs) person (laughs) graphic designer and you know, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm just like, everything's, you know, being kind of like annoying. And I, I've been really frustrated with my dating life recently. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I actually think you'd be really good with is um, Aaron. I'm like, Aaron who? And he's like, oh, the guy that, um, you know, I hooked you up with to make your T-shirts. And I was like, what? I, I have no idea, like, what he looks like. And I really don't talk to him about anything except for, <laughs> like, I had no idea. Sure, and I, sure. And then, you know, he started, like, showing me pictures of him. And he was, like, telling me more about him because I didn't really know anything about him. Yeah. Um, and then I oh was, like. Oh, my God, you're like, so cool. You're, like, a schoolgirl right now. Yeah. Know anything. You're so giddy about him. And I was, like, um, okay, okay, I'll give it a try. But And then he was, like, okay. And I was, like, well, why don't you just, like, tell him to, like, you know, to ask me to hang out sometime. And he's like, well, why don't you do it? You know, you're already talking to him. And I was like, well, how do I go from, (laughs) 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 hey, I I need to order. like T-shirts to like, like, hey, you want to date me? Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. You'll figure it out. And I was like, okay. So I, I started just making up customer service questions really that i didn't have like at all <laughs> like hey this, this v-neck how deep is this v-neck yeah, yeah like, exactly like like oh so how much would it be if i changed the order from this to this or <laughs> and he's like and i was like asking him on like gchat instead of just in an email uh, you know and then he's mm-hmm. like just answered me and i'm like okay so now what okay yeah and then um, i just kept asking really then i'd be like oh so anyway how's your day and he's like it's fine like you could tell on the other end like why is my he's probably just politely <laughs> like saying this customer keeps wanting to know about like yeah his. and then i was like i was like our friend you know our common friend is his name is brian and i was like brian can't you just tell him that i'm flirting with him this is getting really embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> i don't like know yeah i don't something. know how many more customer service questions <laughs> I <can come> up. <laughs> and great. then i was like okay and then and then at some point i remember he was like oh well he works at a bar why don't you just go stop by his bar sometime i'm like i live in los angeles <laughs> yeah, i am not driving three hours to san diego just to be like i was in the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> and then what? You're, what if you're like hey weird t-shirt yeah. question i just wanted to ask yeah. you in person like, <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. i remember that particular year i was like uh, my friend was throwing a big fourth of july party and so i was like okay well this is a nice generic way (laughs) to ask somebody to hang out but you never you don't have any relationship that's weird too (laughs) yeah it was weird but i I don't know and we heard on his his end he admittedly blew it that day yes he did so i just remember being like so if you and your friends don't have any plans on the fourth of july why don't you come up you're like it made no sense at all you know but i think at that point he kind of knew what i was trying to do so um (laughs) yeah and then i was like okay well just come up on the fourth of july and you know i figured that would be like like a generic enough yeah you know like no sweat like Like as if there's nothing to do in san diego on the fourth of july (laughs) and him and his friends were just looking for something to do because there's not a giant beach there that's like the only day that san diego (laughs) shines to me is like fourth of july like that's what it's made for pretty much and that's it um and then um yeah i was like okay so come by and then um yeah and then i kept uh 
messaging him that day and he he didn't come by. Um, he now, was did that make him a little bit more interesting to you? Because the female part of me is like, as much as I want to admit, oh, that's disappointing. That would make me a little uh, bit more. No, I was getting annoyed. Okay. No, I was pretty annoyed that day. I don't know. But and you then still I, gave him another chance. Yeah. And then I was, well, th- his other chance was the next day. Because I was like, okay, well, I guess let's hang out some other time. And then he was like, oh, well, what about tomorrow? And I was like, okay, tomorrow works. And I didn't think he was even going to come up the next day. Yeah. But he did come up the next day. And then the rest is history. history. And I never let him go. (laughs) And and we also learned that you you directed him because you're like a, you know, performer, director, writer, as we know, all that stuff. Is that, did you, you, did you start out also directing or performing? I know you said you start, you kind of launched with your own company. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I guess I started off really kind of doing everything at once. You know, when you own your own company, like I didn't even call my first movie directing like I remember actually after the first movie came out doing all these like interviews and stuff about it and someone's like so you're the director and I was like I never really thought to call myself that because like at the time it just seemed like yeah like putting everything together to make something work do you know what I mean like it kind of came out from (laughs) that perspective it wasn't until years later where I really started to get very much into like filmmaking and I, I started to feel really like a director. So at that time, it just kind of felt like... You're just making it happen, I'm whatever just, it is. I don't know what I'm doing. That's you know, so like, badass. Like, and it, it wasn't like there was a real structure to everything at that time. Yeah. I was just like, can you do this? Can you do this? Do you know how to edit? Okay, do this. Do you know how to do... You know, it was so just sort of like a, like a school project or something. Yeah. You're just kind of meshing everything together but uh just burning angel launched in 2002 it was actually april 20th 2002 um and then our first movie didn't come out until like 2005 2006 um this is a very like (laughs) once upon a time on the internet when um like the first few years, the Burning Angels website, there were no no videos on it. It was just photos, you know. And it's crazy to think that like it did pretty well. Like back yeah. then, yeah. 2002, like seeing a photo of a naked girl on the internet was so taboo, <laughs> and so like, and people paid for it. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> Especially a tattooed like oh, sure. call right. you know it was like fresh it was fresh it was something I mean, different it was it was like really i mean those early days it doesn't it doesn't feel real when i talk about it like people listen to my stories from back then and it just it sounds like i'm i'm reading something out of like a history book <laughs> from the 1700s <laughs> like it doesn't even make any sense you know like when i did the research you're you know researching about you yeah. and i don't know how you feel about <laughs> this this phrase but like like alt porn, you know, basically that you started that whole movement. And is that something that you like kind of, uh, do you like that or do you identify with, with it? Is I, that I mean, it's, a, it's an old term at this point, yeah. you know, um, and I, and that was even, um, that term was kind of given to me uh, probably in like 2007 or something. But that was after um, I started making movies. I remember when my first movie came up. So th- it was almost like there was two, two, uh, waves, two of like waves of Burning Angel. So when Burning Angel first launched, it was like this big, kind of thing that shook up the the like punk scene you know and it shook up like my entire world around me like in college and you know and, and in that time like that feels like the whole world yeah you know yeah. like yeah. this was before th- um facebook or even myspace or anything you know so you didn't really have this scope of what everybody was thinking in the universe mm. you know you you just kind of knew what people were thinking around you. Uh-huh. Um, so to me at that time, you know, and also the, the punk scene was my world. Um, and uh, it was like, it really like kind of shook everything up. And all it was was just a website with some photos on it. And actually at that time we had like band interviews on it. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. Band interviews? We did, yeah. Wow, that's I was amazing. like a real it's like here's some I really like, like <laughs> fancied myself as a music journalist at that time and I really went out of my way to get a lot of band interviews. <laughs> that's awesome. I that's really crazy. did and I had a hard time. I remember in like the music industry people were like, We can't have our band do interviews on your website and I really like went through all the right platforms. I remember going to South by Southwest and getting like a press badge and like waiting like 
to try to get an interview with like really? Andrew WK and like members of AFI and like I don't know all these bands I would like really like try hard and and really treat it like a legit yeah journalist thing. And I, we got a lot of interviews with a lot of big bands back then. I mean the very first Burning Angel movie um, it was called BurningAngel.com, the movie. And there's an interview with My Chemical Romance. There's wow. an interview with Lamb of God. There's an interview with Kill Switch Engage. There's an interview with Hatebreed. You know, Damn. it's just wow. a big culture. Yeah. It's a whole big kind of like a lifestyle. And a yeah, it was a too. really big like in the scene. Uh-huh. That um, must have been a huge thing. benefit to your audience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we were loved and hated, you know, and it was like a, mm. the scene was like kind of like torn down the middle, which it th- now like talking about this, like does anyone even right. know what that means? You know, I just remember on the message boards and stuff at that time, people would fight about it. Like really? is, is porn right or wrong? Is it punk or is it not punk? Is oh. it feminist? Is it not feminist? <laughs> you know, like I don't know. And it was so weird. I would get these like big punk icons that would like have my back and then other ones like really hated it and i don't huh. know it's like really weird I, yeah i probably sound like i'm making shit up no right it's no, so no. interesting <laughs> <laughs> this was a different like lifetime yeah and then but that was the thing so at, at that time between 2002 and like 2006 i had it i felt like all i was doing was defending um the porn industry that I was not in. <laughs> really? <laughs> because I, I did not know anyone in Los Angeles. I'd never done a porn. I'd never had sex with anyone on camera. I'd, my whole family was torn up over it. You know, <laughs> like, like in granted, like, you know, they still loved me, but it was like a whole big thing. You know, m- professors in college, because I was still in college at the time, were like, you know. Lo- like, they're like, hey, we log on, but this is, uh, we're right, not okay was, with this. It was a thing. I remember one of my my professors in college like pulled me aside to say it was like a distraction so how are we going to handle this and how are we going to do this and people were like pulling me aside on campus and like literally I had a few topless photos on the internet thinking back on it now it's so crazy you know I had friends that didn't want to talk to me anymore I was part of this like yeah I was part of like a big feminist like women's group on campus and there was like I had had to have like a vote to decide if I could like still be part of it anymore like who was pro porn and who was against porn and um, I didn't even know as a feminist at the time, how I felt about porn, really, you know, like I, I just didn't even really consider myself like in porn. Yeah. Yeah. I had like, even at that time, like never even really watched a porn. (laughs) Like Burning Angel kind of existed on this like weird own plane of, I don't know. I, I consider it as like a punk thing. Yeah. I almost think of it as art too. Almost like a, like a, like an art for that that lifestyle. So then in like 2004, I think it was that's when I was like I need to like make this decision like am I in porn or am I not in porn um and then actually which was you know a pretty I guess life-changing event um I did I worked at a strip club at the time which was also a whole I, I've led like oh 20 lives we need like 40 hours I know, of I've you. led yeah. so yeah. many lives in this industry and it's so weird for me to tell these stories because I feel like I'm talking about like a book I read or something like yeah. barely when it's that long ago sure and I lived in it you know but I'm trying to not talk too much but <laughs> but yeah I was working in a strip club because obviously when Burning Angel first launched like it did it did okay but it wasn't like enough to be right like a full-time job and then so I was like working in a strip club to support my struggling porn site. It really <laughs> didn't, didn't make you know, it's so funny when men are asked, it's, it's like, I'm not a nurse on the side. It's like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, I'm trying to build my porn business. I know, business. so all my stripping money was going to, to the porn company. Oh my gosh. And that, it was really crazy. But um, I, God, this, uh, so I remember one person came into my strip club <laughs> um, <laughs> and he got this like uh, VIP room with me and he told me he lived in LA and he worked for Vivid. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh wow that's crazy you know and I, I was like oh well I kind of have like a porn website <laughs> and he was like you do and I was like yeah I do and he was like oh that's crazy like so you're in the industry I'm like I don't know I'm I, I do, <laughs> I'm not really in any industry but I do I don't know and, th- and we kind of went back and forth and we, we wound up staying in touch and he went back to LA and I remember he looked at Burning Angel and like was talking to me like we talk on AOL chat at the time yeah. he <laughs> thought it, this was the strangest thing on earth that this like girl in New Jersey had this like porn site for fun but not really you know yeah, like, yeah. he lived in the LA like machine yeah, he yes. saw it, you know yeah. and he was like you should did you know like you could make this like a big thing you know you should really like take this to the next level and he was just like basically schooling me that like did you know that porn is an industry (laughs) (laughs) like he was kind of like and it it sounds so crazy like at the time it it didn't really understand that yeah you know and he was like you should really come um 
to AVN, you know, which I had never heard of, didn't know what it was. And I was, and I was like, he's like, yeah, it's like a whole like convention for people in the porn industry. It might be good for you to like meet people. And like, I don't know, see what this thing is. And, and he got me passes to come to the whole like AVN convention. Um, and I just remember going that year literally as, as a fan pretty much, you know. And then I really saw, you know, I remember at that time porn was you know, in a different era, yeah. you know, that's when like Jenna Jameson was there and right. you know, it was just the, the glamour, you know, it was just this big crazy thing. I remember like Larry Flint was there signing autographs and like, I mean, there was, it was just a very different time. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I remember seeing all the big banners and, you know, from floor to ceiling at this convention of like giant like productions, yeah. you know, um, which I guess di I didn't really understand that like existed in porn, you know, um, and then I just remember leaving that weekend being like, okay, I would like to really be in the porn industry. This like half weird punk photo thing, you yeah. know, is like, doesn't make any sense. You know, like I'm already kind of like dealing with the stigma of being in porn, right? but I'm not in, but I wasn't even just doing it as like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Like I really fell in love with everything that weekend. And I was like, I want to do this. I want to, um, make a difference here. Uh, but I want to do it my way, you know, and I, and I was like, okay, like Burning Angel has this like small little thing and I can, I can like, you know, there's a, there's a place for us yeah. in this world. Um, so that was when I started, like I came home and kind of like put together our first movie. And then after I put together the first movie, that's when like, oh, then the New York Times wrote this whole big story about us because we shot it in New York. And really? Like, yeah. And then, and that's when like things just like started happening that's kind of when burning angel that was the first big phase for like when burning angel went from like just a good like a side project to, to like, like a, this is a business this is a business yeah did the did the article have a positive spin on it or was it a yeah okay it did. so that so it, it was did. like a, in support yeah of yeah you oh, know awesome. I, I have to say i think because I, i've been pretty lucky i think with um just backlash um i think just coming from the world of academia and just everybody I knew, um, uh, I've always had, you know, I, I went to school, you know, like a lot of my um, colleagues became like very big time journalists that worked for like, I don't know, the national, like people that mm -hmm. worked for like very big, like political magazines, very big, like, you know, journals. And, you yeah. know, I even had, did have friends that worked for the New York times. Like, I, um, it also might just be because I'm, Jewish. Um, yeah, I, yeah. The media's always loved me. <laughs> I knew you, girl. I'm Jewish too. <laughs> when you were saying, like, honestly, when, when you said you went to Rutgers, I'm like, okay, I know. Like, I went to Syracuse, and so I'm oh, like, okay, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like D -d 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 -d. okay, yeah. she's Jewish. I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. So I, I really, I've always been very, very well received and very well liked, and uh, I even like way, way back in the day, um, I, I went on like. Fox News for something and they treated me really well you know I've been on CNBC and they, they did like a whole special on, on entrepreneurs and you know they were really good to me there um, I, I've been um, I've been in Forbes you know and they yeah. were very good to me there um, so I, I really like I've been very I've been treated uh, pretty well um, by, by people and I, I guess I guess yeah I wanted to ask you I think you spoke earlier Meryl about uh, her being on a magazine Hustler were, were you, you on Hustler? What magazine? You were like the one of the first women with, on a, like a, yeah, a magazine. Yeah, like one of the first uh, tattooed, tattooed centerfold. Yeah. Yes. Oh. That is yeah. amazing. So, yeah. so that's, yeah. Yeah, I actually had like a Hustler contract for a little while. Really? Back in the day. So yeah, and I directed movies for them. You were one of the first the women to have tattoos in, in a nude spread. Yeah. That's crazy. Really? Isn't that crazy? No sense. I know. <laughs> and I was, I, I tried like. Like, yeah, I guess that was my thing, you know, for a while, like being the first tattooed girl to do this first time. And like when mm. I look back on a lot of my photos, I'm like, God, I barely had any tattoos. And everybody treated this like it was such a big <laughs> deal. It's like just the one on your arm or something. Yeah, like, I, I, like I didn't have that many tattoos. Yeah. And I think going back to like um, the phrase alt porn. OK, yeah. so after the fir my first movie came out that I produced myself, that was when people from Hustler actually started getting in touch with me being like, we mm. don't really know what you're doing, but you're kind of like people, everybody keeps talking about you mm. in LA. And like, do you want to just come here and direct something? You wow. know? So it was like this whole big thing. But then, so after I directed my first movie for Hustler, 
Um, so yeah, I made the f- my first movie I produced, you know, myself, and then the second movie I did, uh, you know, a few movies down the line I made for Hustler, which also was VCA Pictures and Hustler were kind of one company at the time. Um, and then I remember after that, that's when all the like porn critics were like, we don't we don't know what to what to call this. Oh. So they had to find a category. Uh-huh. Like I never cared. Yeah. To. Put myself in a category, but it probably you know? helped for people to look it did. you up. It did. So I there was it was actually another porn critic that actually termed like coined the phrase alt porn, um, hmm. because like my movie came out and then there were a bunch of other people kind of making a similar thing at the time, and so they just kind of called it alt porn. So yeah. I just sort of was like, okay, sure. Yeah. I never like I always like. It seems like I it would be cared. helpful. Yeah, in the beginning, we called ourselves punk porn. <laughs> that's what we always used. Is there like I a Jewish woman porn category? <laughs> <laughs> I want, so I'm, that's well, only what I'm going to watch from now on. We were trying to come up with um, Meryl's porn name on the way I was trying to come here. up with my own porn name. I, su- I said uh, Misty Lahaim. Misty Lahaimen. <laughs> like we were trying to do only like a Jewish play on words. I was saying like matzo big balls or something. <laughs> or like God. matzo balls deep. I was right? like, these are awful. <laughs> we want to have like yeah. a Jewish only. Well, did you know I made a pretty pretty big time I mean, I made a few Jewish, well, two Jewish movies. One, did you know, I made well years ago, which was very popular on all the Jewish blogs and stuff. I did, I did a eight guys, eight nights. I did a. Oh, are you fucking kidding? I love. I I just want you to know, listeners. When she just said that, she got the biggest grin on her face to tell us that title. She was so excited. All the guys wore blue and white, and I shaped them like a. Like I had the tallest guy stand in the middle. You're my idol. That's that's. But well, clearly, really, I'm not your idol if you've never seen it. That's true. So. You're right. You're right. <laughs> now you are my idol. Okay. But secondly, that so that was one. I did the Hanukkah gangbang, um, and it was supposed to be like my gift for oh. Hanukkah. Oh like my, my boyfriend Lord. forgot to get me a gift, so he got me eight guys. Oh, um, this is um, great. So that was one that I did. But actually, what I, my most proud one of the movies I'm probably most proud of in my whole career was a couple of years ago, and it. It won the award. Well, it won a couple of awards that year. But uh, it was a movie called Jews Love Black Cock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fall off my chair. I, this is, th- I'm 37 years old, and this might be like the best things I've ever heard. It's I a need gra- to go it's home a great, and watch this. Look, it is a great movie. <laughs> and we do. It's one of the greatest yes. things I've ever made. Okay? It's very good. It really it is. It's a good movie. <laughs> I want to like scream not, it at Rutgers. It's not just like stupid Jewish jokes. Like, ooh. Like, it's not. Like, it's it's very smart humor. I dug deep. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like they did I, too. <laughs> no, there were times when I was writing that movie and I had writer's block and I legitimately would call my mom and talk to her on the phone so I could get like phrases that she would say that I inserted into the movie. Okay. This is based on real Jewish dialect. Jewish mother too. You okay? can't beat a Jewish this mother. This is not just, oh, I dropped a penny on the floor. Let me pick it up. This is not cheap crappy Jewish jokes, okay? No. This is real in-depth, you know. This, I love I really, you. this came from within. I love this That so is much. the funniest thing. And really, Jewish mother porn. <laughs> like a whole, like, just this lines really, This was very serious to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do, like, locks and cocks or something oh like that. Oh, my like, God. So, so you should definitely watch it. I will 100% I played it. There's it. not one Jewish person that I played it for that didn't laugh. Not one black person that I played it for that didn't laugh. Yeah. The only people who seem to be offended are people who are neither of the two and then decided <laughs> to tell me that it was like racist or oh, something. And I'm like, on. well, it's not. I don't know what to tell you. Now, do you, do you, you perform know. in movies where you're not directing? Oh, do I? Yeah, yeah, I do now. Um, so I, I did only work for myself for, uh, it's like 700 years, uh, you know, <laughs> for a, a good portion of my career. Um, so I don't know if you guys knew this. So... About a year ago, I sold Burning Angel. Oh, I know that. Um, after owning it for 16, 17 years. It started in 2002. I sold it in 2019. Wow. So, yeah. Um, but I still direct for it. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, so basically, they, they bought the company, and then they gave me like a job directing for Burning Angel, which is mm. pretty cool. Um, Are we allowed to say who who they is? Who bought it? Yeah, yeah. It's a company called uh, Adult Time or Gamma Films. Okay. They're one of the big... Were you just you ready know? to get out of that, uh, the owning part? No. Or was it such a good deal? It that was you're just like, a good deal. Yeah. And I couldn't turn it down. And it was really one of the... It was the hardest decision I ever to make in my life, you know? Because mm-hmm. like... It was your baby. You had built it. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I really... It was really hard. And mm. it was actually harder after, you know? I felt like... I felt like a... I don't know. Like you sold your baby. 
Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was hard, but you know, it, I had to do it. Yeah, and it allows you to do the next thing, the next that, stage. Uh, yes, I knew that offer was never going to come. Yeah. Again, um, and, and I mean that's why everybody starts a business. I mean, eventually sure. you want to sell it. Yeah. Um, but also the fact I think I wouldn't have sold it had they not, you know, the fact that they were giving me a, a directing yeah. contract in there. So I just I knew that I'd still be able to um, sculpt and mold the next yes, project. Exactly, yeah. and and they really don't. I mean, I think they tried in the beginning to kind of tell me what to do with Burning Angel because technically they could. They are, they are my, you know, they own it. Yeah. Um, they are my bosses now. And I think in the beginning they tried to get their hands in there and be like, try this, try that. And I'm like, well, try it. You, you, I know what works for this company, you know, like you guys yeah. bought it for me. Don't you want to like listen to the person that made it profitable? Sure, enough sure. to, yeah. You know, but, um, and then at a certain point they're like, just keep doing whatever it was that you were doing because <laughs> we just, you know, that was always sort of the beauty of Burning Angel is it was like a blessing and a curse that it, we really never had a real business plan. I just kind of always went off my own weird artistry, yeah, I well guess. So that was always made it very hard to plan, which is kind of important to do as a business owner. So it made it difficult because I couldn't really make real plans because every time I try, they wouldn't really work. But every time I just come up with an idea and just be like based on nothing, that's what would work. You huh. know? Well, it sounds like your gut instinct is yes, pretty Yes, pretty on. much the whole company was for the most part led by my instincts. And and just managing things wisely, but um, anyway, I probably wouldn't have sold it if it wasn't for you know the promise of being able to still direct for the company. Sure. But right around the time that I sold it, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to, I want to like get out there and work for other people. You know, I want to like be on other people's sets. I want to do other people's things. And I, I really do love performing. Um, yeah. And I actually like performing for other people much more than I like performing for myself because then I don't really have to. I don't have to think about all the all the other things all that go, yeah. all the production mind. things. Yeah, you yeah. You kind of just yeah. show up and do the best yeah. thing that you do in yeah. that way, and then you can kind of shut it's off the it other it part. It was very exciting for me. Yeah. When I got to go to somebody else's set off of after just being on my own for so long. I'm like, oh, I just have to, just have to do what you tell me to do. Yeah. It's, I want to really go nice. back a hot second yeah. because I just thought about yeah, this. Yeah, sorry, like, I skipped through like oh, no, 20 no, no. years. You're fine, you're fine. I tried to fast, <laughs> like sum up my career really fast, and since I've been in porn for 700 years, it's hard to do that. <laughs> you look good so, for 700. I was just going to say, yeah. you're also so young looking, and I, your yeah. skin is beautiful. I am a vampire. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm leaving right yeah. now. It's I'm, LA. I'm down to drink I do, some blood. I, I do want. suck Aaron's blood. Oh, Jesus. I'm down for that. So I remember in the early 2000s, uh, the the suicide girl sort of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was part of, partly your like like you okay, were so let me at tell the you forefront? Another, okay, I will tell you about suicide girls. Yeah. So this was the story because everybody thinks I got the idea from suicide girl or whatever. I remember when Burning Angel first launched, mm-hmm. you know, and it it was a process to launch Burning mm-hmm. Angel from the time that I thought of the idea. You know, my friends, whatever, when me and my business partner when we came up with the idea. From that, from that time until it came into fruition, like it, it took, I don't know, eight months, nine months, but it was like a grueling eight, nine months. Like every single day, it was something, you know, yeah. trying to find girls to model nude. I didn't realize it was going to be so hard, mm-hmm. you know, if, especially when you had, it was like the most sketchy thing to ask at the time. Like, <laughs> like looking back on it now, I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassed, like. I was walking around my college campus, like asking my <laughs> friends to get naked on the internet on this website that didn't exist. <laughs> where I was taking photos, like in my house, where like I lived with like eight other dudes, you know, with mm. like a pull, a, a a digital camera we borrowed from my friend's mom. Like it was like not a legit <laughs> operation at all. But I was just so passionate about sure. it. Sure, didn't understand why anybody would say no, and lots of people did. <laughs> but <laughs> um. Okay, so, but getting the website up was just such a process. Like, you know, we'd find a programmer and then that programmer just, you know, couldn't do it. And then we'd find mm. someone else and they, I don't know. So by the time it went up, I was just like, oh, and then, and then all the stigma that came after it launched and everybody was like hating on me and then other people stuck on me. And then throughout all this, you know, this chaos, somebody, you know, my friend sends me like an email and he's like, oh, you should check out this website. It's kind of oh. like yours. And it was like Suicide Girls. You know, and this is also, I'm on the East Coast, that's on the West Coast. And I just remember clicking on it for like a minute and being like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't really look like ours. Okay. Yeah. And then just put it out of my brain. And then yeah. I felt like, because like, I, like I said, this was before Instagram, before Facebook. This wasn't like things that existed in another universe, like yeah. were in your face all the time. So I just, I didn't think about it, didn't know anything about it. And then I felt like a year later, it was like all anybody brought up, you know? And then it was like some weird competition. Yeah. They started to have these like contracts where we couldn't 
shoot girls that were uh, on suicide like girls you're one and or like, the other or something. Yeah, and uh, and that was also another, you know, another one of the many reasons that we were always known as the <laughs> like the dirtier, like sluttier version of suicide girls anyway, um which we didn't really do on purpose. It just I don't know. Was natural um, to whatever you guys yeah, were Yeah, so I I just felt like being in porn was like our natural progression and then once once we did start making hardcore porn, I felt like people stopped comparing um, comparing because suicide girls pretty much stopped at photo shoots yeah right? and yeah. you know what I, I you know i thought that's cool you know yeah. and then yeah. it, it kind of kept us out of all that drama you know but i i remember once being this was forever and ever ago i was at south by southwest trying to do my band interviews okay <laughs> 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 more more than anything that's what i was trying to do and um i was at one of the showcases and i was there you know with the with Refused and Bad Religion. I don't know. And I was friends with like guys in both those bands. And then I guess the Suicide Girls were doing their, whatever, their burlesque. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was at the show. And then somebody told somebody who told somebody who told the the head of the troupe that I was there. And she had me kicked out. And it wasn't, it was then. I was like, this, I didn't even like know we were. Competing. Competing. Yeah. You know, it w- I just thought we just existed in such a, they d- really didn't cross my path. Right. You know? There doesn't need to be huh. bad blood. Yeah, I was anyone. really upset. I was like outside and then like the guys in the band were, you know, trying to talk to, you know, but I guess Suicide Girls had paid for like a sponsorship oh. or something. And it, I was like, but I'm not, oh. you know, I guess because I was handing out Burning Angel flyers and like oh. whatever. You're like, you I'm know? here as I a music journalist. I know. But I, I, d- I did think so like underground, you know, I didn't know yeah. I didn't have like a sponsored whatever, you know, we were very like DIY type operation back then. But yeah, I remember being so upset. I want to do something special with you. Yuck. Bye-bye. So earlier, earlier, um, we talked about drugs. Yeah. And and I saw the real passion in your eyeballs. It was like yeah, flames, like, flames opened up. Yeah. Hell, <laughs> hell was released because you were like, why, why do you, why do you think that everyone does drugs? Nobody no, does drugs. I really don't know why. I don't know. I, I said, I like, is it because of Boogie Nights? I think Which it's because she said to me, is it because movie. you're a doo-doo dum-dum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think that people think that you must have problems if you do something in this industry, which is such a shitty misconception, right? Yeah. You can be, uh, well, obviously you are a normal person, <laughs> right? And you, normal! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is. I'm a, a normal vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, are you? Do you really suck blood? For I'm, real, no. no. <laughs> I'm leaving. No, I'm no, leaving. No, no, I really that don't. shit freaks me out. Okay. No, I'm j- I, I really don't. <laughs> okay. okay. But um, I mean, there's. A, I guess. Yeah. There. I don't know why people would assume we do a lot of drugs, but I also. Um, I can also only talk about what I. Sure. Me. Yeah. Sure. And also what I see on set. Yeah. Do a lot of people go home and do drugs? I don't know. I don't talk to every single person. It's sure. not my business. And also, like, I, what what bothers me is like I feel like porn gets um. Like, like we get like this unfair like. Like okay, if there are a lot of people in porn that do drugs, does that mean it's porn's fault? Like mm-hmm. I knew right. a lot yeah. of I had a lot of friends in college that did drugs. Sure. I did a lot of drugs in college. Yeah, I don't care. I'll say it. I have no shame in it. You know. Yeah. Was that the college's fault? No. Were they encouraging <laughs> me to do drugs? No, they they really didn't want me to do drugs. That's a good point. I just wanted to do drugs, so I did them. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't like like we know there's you know like we get excited when we see documentaries about um, musicians that went through this, like, sure. you know, heroin addiction. Does anyone ever say, he should have never played music? Right. Never. <laughs> no one ever says that. Yeah. You know, or even just on a more serious note, you know, like like dealing with, with uh, depression and suicide and stuff. You know, there was just, like, this period where, you know, we had, like, Chris Cornell killed himself and, you know, Scott Weiland killed himself and... Um, uh, Chester, you know, there was a lot of suicides. Did anyone blame the music, music industry? industry? Right. No. no, no, no. And, then, no. you know, unfortunately, there was a time where there was uh, people, you know, the, the, like when you have a lot of people in an industry, unfortunately, suicide does happen, you know. Sure. And um, so there was like a year where there was a handful of suicides in the porn industry. And it's very unfortunate, very sad. And then everyone, the media just. Of course. Again, 
blame porn, blame porn, blame porn. Like, it's not fair. Like, you know, when yeah. Anthony Bourdain died, did anybody blame food and travel shows? <laughs> did anyone blame CNN? Right, that's Everybody true. talks about mental health and depression and, and, you know, and there's suicide awareness. And nobody's like, that's it. We're gonna take. We're gonna be on close watch for Guy Fieri. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna take. Uh, you know, we're gonna take Gordon Ramsay. And we're gonna. We're gonna. Pu- we're gonna cancel all their shows because this is clearly bad for society. You yeah. know, and it's just like, we can't. I feel like porn doesn't get. You know, this is unfortunately porn is entertainment. It's another facet of entertainment. And yes, I mean, it's a. It's an interest. It, entertainment's not meant for everyone. You know, and like, are there people? that the industry does kind of like chew up and spit out. Yeah. I mean, but that happens in, in all facets of entertainment. I, I, I can't really like, what does it mean by saying it's porn's fault? Like porn's not a person. Porn's not run by one person. Yeah. Porn's not like, I think that's kind of gets to the root of what the misconception is that people, I feel like people think porn is ruled by this one ruler who sits up in the sky <laughs> the porn and is God. like, I am porn yeah. and I have decided <laughs> what's going to happen to all of you. Like porn is a whole lot of independent businesses, you know? Yeah. And there's, and especially now, you know, there's people in porn that never walk on a porn set in their lives that are just, you know, do their own like webcam stuff or they're, they're only working with like their husband out of their house in Wisconsin, you know, or like, I don't know. There's, million thousand ways to make it important just like in music there's people who play world tours there's people who are playing you know cover bands in their local sure you know in their yeah. local town and, and then there's everything and anything in between same with acting you know mm-hmm. and like it's not just one thing you know there's different people everybody makes a different amount of money everybody lives a different way you know like there's not just like one like make or break kind of like thing yeah, that makes total sense. And I think that can be, you know, so, I mean, are there a lot of, dr- like, I, like, are there a lot of drugs in the industry? I, I can say. There's a lot there's of drugs in, like, Wall Street and accounting and right, every, yeah. everything you could think of. But I'd, but I'd say, like, yeah, it's not, it's, d- as somebody who is on a good amount of porn sets between me and my husband and has, you know, has directed a lot of porn, you know, like drugs are not like a thing. Like, here's now when we're going to, like, whip out all the drugs. Like, yeah. if somebody would do drugs, it would have to be behind someone's back, you know, breaking the rules, you know, yeah. it, it's not like done out in the open. I think in the, in, you know, in the early days it, it was different, but before porn was like a, I think porn used to be kind of just more of like when it, before it was like really regulated and before it was, it's kind of guerrilla style before. Yeah. It was run by the mafia. You know, I have like some, some of my older friends in the industry, you know, talk about like kind of the it was crazy. Yeah. It was I like when that. it was out of New York. Hmm. Um, and it, it was all tied in with like the peep show business and oh. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I do know, I do have some way older friends in porn, like much older than me that they, they did say 800 they had years to, old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> yeah. But I know that, that like in the early days, I think when they had to get like their budgets for their movies, they had to go like meet with the mafia and stuff. Wow. Oh, it was a different thing. Oh, the stories. I yeah. Want to know. That yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there, so I can't vouch for it, but that, that's like what I heard. But there's like books about, you know, that era in porn and stuff. But so I'm sure back then it was much different. You know, there's not a, it wasn't like, v- and that was also, um, surprisingly, I think the internet did regulate uh, porn in some way because it, it just made companies need so many updates. So sure. porn became uh-huh. a machine. Yeah. You know, when you're a company and when you're a director and they're like, we need 30 scenes by this day and, you know, they have to be edited like this and they have to be like this and they have to be like this. You, you don't have time to go to set and party. You've got yeah. very strict <laughs> budgets you have to stick to. Right. Sure. You've got like, you just, you know, like I know I can speak for myself and most of my other porn director friends and I'm friends with most of the people that shoot on a regular basis like we all want to do our jobs and like go home before the sun sets like if we can that's like yeah all of our goals you know we're not trying to Stay you know like we have to pay for the location by the hour yeah, why would we use that hour to do <laughs> drugs i'd rather get home in time so i can do my drugs and i get home <laughs> exactly you know? a smart <laughs> okay i want to hear about i want to hear about a shit show moment so our, our podcast is campfire shit show right so if you could try to think of okay. one, a moment. Where I, like I have a, I had a funny story from a couple of weeks ago. Is it a total shit show? I mean, and talking about how, you know, how much we want to just do the job and go home. Yep. <laughs> um, 
so this was just this was just like <laughs> last week. So we, you know, it was all a whole feature, a long day. You know, a feature in porn means when you have like a very long, like a 30, 40 page script, like a long story where there's multiple scenarios before the uh, sex. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that's what we call feature. Okay. Okay. So it's like directing a pretty big feature. Um, and um, so we, you know, we we started the day at like nine a.m. or something, and um, we had to shoot a whole bunch of different stuff. And we were shooting this big uh, warehouse in downtown L.A. Um, and um, we get to this one part of the movie. Okay, but there's <laughs> t- yeah, there's two parts to it. Okay, so we get to this one part of the movie, and I'm not okay. There was in the warehouse okay so the way the warehouse was set up like um the place where you had to shoot the dialogue was i don't know like i guess like close to the wall and the wall was close to the outside and the building wasn't very well soundproofed i'm not joking there was like a um i'm not trying to be mean there was like a tent city crew Uh of lots and lots of homeless people that decided to have a party with a lot of loud music. I uh, don't know. I guess oh. homeless people in LA are very decked out with their sound systems. I'm not trying <laughs> Where to. Where do they get the know. power? I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, they had power. <laughs> <laughs> I think like something started with being plugged into someone's car. Like Oh man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Or the, no, and then somebody had like a portable boom box. And there of was course, this was loud. Yeah, yeah. A very loud party, okay, with multiple the tents Portable. were rocking, yeah. It was. They were outside dancing, and it was loud. Okay, so that, that was phase one. Um, and I was like, we can't do this. We, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Okay, we can't shoot here. So then we actually moved. Since it was a warehouse, and we had a whole set built in this one corner. We moved the whole set to the other side of the warehouse. So we're like, we can't like disrupt this party. Really? You, know? you weren't going to say, hey, we need you to stop right now? Or? No, I, didn't, I don't know. I felt bad. And I don't know. So I was like, well, we, if we move it, we could do it over here. Okay. And then at some point while we were moving it, that party ended. But I guess there was one like last standing real party animal in the, in the crew. Oh, and he moved to the other side of the building where we moved right near that oh, wall. Okay. And he had on Paula Abdul <laughs> on a, a portable boom box. And he was singing really loud. So not only was there music, he was also singing like really loud. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, that song. <laughs> so not, I think okay. what you're saying is for every two steps forward you yeah. made, yeah. you took That's three steps back. Exactly. <laughs> Which is yes. so funny you should bring that up because you actually uh, kind of, you have a Paula Abdul vibe to oh, you. Oh, thank you. I really loved her. Yeah, I mean, isn't no, she the she best? Was, yeah, really when I first met you, I'm like, yeah. she kind of reminds yeah. me of Paula. Oh. That's, that's funny that she comes that Aww. she comes in this interview. That's yeah. Okay, so then, uh, and you know, and we do like people think porn production is a joke. Like you can't. Sh- we had a lot of dialogue right. to shoot. You sure. know, like we can't had, we can't we could not. And also that's trademarked music. Like if it was sure. just like you know like sure. we cannot have Paul Abdul in the background <laughs> of, <laughs> of a stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> like literally have her, track, her, like her, her, her moment, her with, moment her with her stepson yeah, yeah, there was yeah. A whole, this was all this an leading up moment. to this yeah it was a beautiful story but stepson leading I up to this yeah. yeah and so then we were just like you know what he's got to get tired let's just wait like 10 minutes we'll take a dinner break you know so we took a break the guy's still going he's still going and this was you know and the other party had stopped you know so then I was like okay you know what I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna ask him to stop and I went outside and I offered him 20 bucks to be quiet for one hour. I was like, because we were pretty close to the end. I was sure. like, can you just be quiet for like an hour? You can get back to whatever you're doing. And I offered him 20 bucks and he laughed at me. He did not want to take 20 bucks. He was like, no. And I, he got like kind of like, you know, <laughs> aggressive with me. And I ran back inside and I was like, oh. And so then I was like, I don't know what to do. He did not take the money. And then we're all just like, what do we do? What do we do? And so then my lighting guy, he was like, you didn't fucking offer him enough money that he's insulted. And I was like, he's homeless. Yeah, 20 bucks for an hour. Like, is like 20 bucks is a lot of money for me. Yeah. I guess if I was in the yeah. middle of a party and someone's yeah. like, stop you know partying for right. 20 bucks, right. I'd be like, how about 100? Th- so that's what we did. So then I was like, okay, here, why don't you go? Because I also didn't know if maybe because I'm like a small girl. Yeah. You know, so yeah. My lighting guy is a very, very big Puerto Rican guy. I don't know. So he went out there and he, he was like... <laughs> No, can you shut up? Here's a hundred bucks. Can you just shut up for, for a while? And then, and then he shut up. Really? He, he did. Uh, so I guess, you know, this, this city bucks. is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. a good bargainer. Um, Teaches me about my self worth. Yeah. And then, um, so I had to tell the location owner. I was like, you know, I, I'm sorry because I know this guy's probably going to come back all the time now. 
playing music because this is going to be a way for him to make a hundred bucks. But sure. I, had to, totally I, had right. to, I had to do something sure. about it. That's a really um, good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. What about as a performer? for a hundred oh, yeah. bucks. And then, and then we went on with the show. And then the stepmother. The she got her stepson. They were, able, they were able to consummate in the way that they wanted to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now I want to do all only Paul Abdul jokes. Yeah, like oh. Rush, I know. Rush and Vibology oh. yeah, and all those good great. ones. Um, that, was, that, was, that was something. Yeah. Let's... Um, I want I want you to be able to plug. I'm, I'm not being mean. I'm not like looking down on oh homeless my gosh, people. Oh like my god! Mean you know, okay. No, no, we can I'm, tell I'm you hate homeless. To, like, not at all. You know, yeah. I have no. a problem with homeless people having I do, parties. But it's okay. yeah. I mean, it, you know, if if it was like a frat party, I would have done the same thing. But you know? didn't yeah. you direct homeless <laughs> hater part three? <laughs> no. <I know. laughs> homeless know, hate fucking. I guess it was my way of of giving some charity to the oh, homeless that day. I guess you're a I guess I guess I was forced into it, you know? <laughs> I guess it was my way of, of doing something good for the world, you know? <laughs> um maybe, I want maybe it was a sign I have to do more charity work. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to uh, plug anywhere that you want people to go see you or any project you're working on. What where okay. can people get you? Well first of all th- what just came out today uh, th- this week, um, there's a new movie on Burning Angel called Evil Tiki Babes. Woo. Evil yeah. tiki babes. Yeah, oh, like oh. Right tiki up my alley. Movie. Yeah, right up like my alley. Up, like rockabilly movie. So it's a, um, it's a lot of fun. So it's live on Burning Angel now. Are you so in it too? Check. Yeah, I'm in it. Hell yeah. yeah. So, is, so is Small Aww, Hands. You guys. He's um, a blogger who comes to the bar. And I'm the evil bar owner, but really the bar is just a front for like a cannibal cult. And he did, you know, and we think he's an undercover cop. <laughs> and anyways. I'm nice. feeling like you guys are eating people the more I, and more yeah. I know. Yeah, vampires. Yeah, vampire. Yeah. Just tell us yeah. if no, it's, I, I, I'm picking up that there's some secret like vampire thing going on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We Meryl, get to the bottom of this. Listen, yeah. we're in their house. He's be afraid considerate. that you're gonna be, yeah, be careful. Okay. Be careful. Okay. I want to get out of here alive. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be. Everyone part of does. This. Well, because. <laughs> I, I Oh my gosh! Okay, because there's a there's a uh, there's a misconception that porn people are are, are cannibals and vampires. You didn't know that, but like, yeah. well, yeah. that one is true. Oh, yeah. but drug, but we don't do drugs. <laughs> we just murder people. Oh, um, but uh, okay, so that that's the the newest project just came out. Um, but follow me on Instagram. It's, it's just Joanna Angel. Follow me on Twitter. It's just Joanna Angel. Both my accounts are verified, so only follow the verified Joanna Angel because if you're following a fake one, it's going to ask you for money. <laughs> for $20. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you don't settle until you get 100 Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> and then these two books. <laughs> yes. So I, I wrote a novel called Night Shift. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it on barnesandnobles.com and all, anywhere that they really sell erotic literature. Um, it's an erotic novel. Um, yeah, it's available everywhere. So go buy it. Um, it's Night Shift by Joanna Angel. I know that um, Stephen King wrote a book called Night Shift. If you want to buy that book, that's fine. But I'm I'm not <laughs> promoting it here. I'm promoting my book. But um, uh, and, and also, I was recently published in the Best of Women's Erotica. It's volume five. It's a it's an erotic s- series collaboration that comes out once a year with the best erotic authors. Um, then they pick uh, a handful of authors to all contribute chapters. And this year, I was chosen. For a chapter on gangbang, right? I yeah, my chapter. I mean, I guess every best of women's erotica has a theme. So like one, so sometimes the theme is like secrets, and everybody has to write uh-huh. a story. So this theme, actually, of best of women's erotica, the theme is outrageous. So mm. the every, they're like everybody pick a story about cool. something outrageous. So I personally wrote about a gangbang. Um, That's awesome. I can't wait to read it. It's very fun. Um, hey, you were yeah. a real joy. I appreciate yeah. oh, you. You're so great. Yeah, you know. Dooms whiskey, really. Shout yeah, oh, and yeah. please, yeah, dooms whiskey. Um, everybody try dooms whiskey. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We love you. Thank you so much. That was a lot of fun. Thank I hope you. I didn't scare you guys. Not e- want, no, Bo's a little bit scared. If, I think, if, right if, now, if the I'm episode scared. comes out, people know you are, in fact, <laughs> a vampire? not vampires. Okay. Yeah. No, we're not vampires. I wish I was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I'm leaving right now. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Wow, wow. But we talked to two porn stars. I know, that's pretty cool. I, I like 
are we going to like go to their parties now and stuff? Like, is this a thing well, for us? I, you know, I did ask if I could be an extra in, yeah. in a porn. I, I just want to totally be the I want to be the that. guy like in the background. Like ding dong, oh your yeah. pizza's here. I yeah. mean, not yeah. in the, not in the way that it escalates to a <laughs> ding pepperoni. Ding dong is the word that you use. You ding the doorbell. Like, <laughs> You're like ding dong. Here's a pizza. Like okay, the pizza and the ding dong. Ding okay. dong. Okay. I want to be like a like someone at like a dog grooming salon or something, just like washing the poodle while like they fuck on the table. Oh jeez. But that was super cool. Oh, she was so great and uh, had a lot of good information. Um, I I can't imagine. Being in a situation like that uh, where you're really spearheading uh, a moment in time. Yeah. You know, and, I think and not realizing that you are. Exactly. And it really made me so happy to know that how much control women do have in the industry. Because you kind mm. of think of it sometimes as like, and this is a myth that Joanna really busted for me where it's like, okay, females are just kind of there as like the subversive, you know, submissive type. No, but she it's like she's like in she's control. The boss. Of, yeah, she definitely is. In the, but she directs. Her, yeah. her husband in a lot of films and stuff, too, yeah, which is crazy so crazy. Story. Yeah, That's a really open-minded situation. That's awesome. So thank you so much, Joanna. Yeah, thank you, thank guys. you guys both for, you know, having sex in front of us mm-hmm. on your living room floor. Super that was cool. amazing. Uh, I can't bend in that way, so I can never do stuff like that. I'm just kidding. They didn't do that, guys. <laughs> I had somebody ask me, like, did they bang in front of you? He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who are you? It's just their podcast yeah. is we do it while they're, like, inside of each other. Like... <laughs> So stupid. People think it's just like that all the time. There was um, a part of me. I'm not gonna lie though, because we we hung out after with them for yeah, quite some time. Yeah. Oh, the next day at work, I was hurting. I had to get up early. That I had morning. to drive three hours that night. Oh my home. gosh. <laughs> we we drank whiskey. They have their own company. As we talked about Doom's whiskey, and uh, I was definitely hurting the next morning. But there was yeah. a part of me where I'm like, are they just gonna be like? Should we just have sex? You're like, are we partying? Yeah, are we hanging out? So yeah, it was so much fun. That was not the feeling I got from them at all, Meryl. (laughs) You're so funny. I can read it. They weren't even like they weren't even flirting or even. No, no, no. They weren't flirting. They were super chill and cool. Right. Absolutely professional. Uh, I love them. I can't wait to see them again. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, We love you. And until next time, you know. Go do some research. Yeah. Small hands. Joanna Angel. The next yeah. guest we have to have is like an accountant or yeah. something. Like like a priest. <laughs> like they're probably, probably even yeah, a probably priest. Worse, worse sexually. Yeah. Okay, bye bye. All right, see you guys. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, Email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow. And please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.